0: Welcome to the official podcast of comic and Sci-Fi. Brought to you by Crystal Bright Janitorial, The Brand barber Shop, Greco Printing and Imaging, and Able Ideas. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow comic and Sci-Fi on all your favorite social media apps. Now, on with the show! Hey, it's the Bradcast. I am here with legendary Kellen Goff, and I'll explain why I say legendary, and you'll know it in just a minute. <laughs> Kellen Goff, how are you?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for calling me legendary. My ego's up there now. I'll tell you why I
0: say that. You started when you were 13. Yeah. You have, in fact, doubled those years in the business. Mm-hmm. How impressed am I this much? Now here's here's why, because I have interviewed adults that have only that have been in, haven't been in the business ten years. So I'm going to ask you uh, the one. Th- I have a short list. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, what about it? Well, okay. It's not anime. It's it's voices for a video game. I'm I'm still trying to get my head around it. Tell me about how you got into that. Well, that one was actually
1: my first uh, big role in, in voice acting. Was uh, Fun Time Freddy back in sister location six years ago, and um, that was just a random audition, man. I, I had no idea what it was. It was a costumed entertainer was the code name for it, and uh, I just tried it, and um, it was rare because they actually. They don't usually do this for auditions, but they let us uh, edit the audio with um, mechanical, like uh, vo- vocal effects. Oh, wow. So I guess that's sort of what made me stand out, or maybe it was the character itself. I sure hope so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been magic since.
0: Now I've uh, I've heard that there might be a moving a movie in the offing. Um, are you? Have they contacted you about uh, voicing? The character for the movie? They have not yet, but I am willing and open. My calendar is open. Please, please, Scott, please. So, you have you have more roles than a banquet room. <laughs> um, I will tell you that I, I know I've seen B stars every episode, right on. and a lot of these I've probably seen some one offs, and I have seen the um, the Freddie business. Um, Do you have a favorite?
1: Ah, they're like my kids, you know? I I tried my best to put love and care into each one of them, so I try not to pick favorites because I don't want to, like, offend any fan base either. But um, I will say, after a few villain roles, it feels nice to do a good boy. So when I get the chance to do that,
0: happy. I'm going to ask you a better question. How about if you were given the opportunity to uh, bring back a role that you've done, which one would that be? Ooh,
1: Good question. Overhaul, definitely. I feel like there's more to uh, his story from My Hero Academia. Um, Porco uh, from Attack on Titan, Toritsuka from Psyche K, um, and Sasaki from Sasaki and Miano. The, the, those are among them. See, I love all of them.
0: It, it's hard to choose. I think that it's it's fascinating. So, as a kid, you had a certain voice. Yeah. And now, as an adult, you have a certain timbre, if you will, to your voice. Have you been asked to do things you've done when you were younger and struggled in any way to manipulate your voice to those to those same sounds? You know, I, I
1: can't quite remember. Um, I just remember, you know, uh, taking inspiration from like d bradley baker or frank welker they were my heroes they still are um and uh trying my best to expand my range uh throughout the years but i will say as my voice has gotten uh more mature it's been easier to um to find different
0: places to put it any uh anything exciting you the fans can be told that you're working on
1: Oh, sure. So, um, God of War Ragnarok, I'm going to be a bunch of characters in that. Um, there's this great series called the Wing Feather Saga that I'm going to be one of the main villains in. Uh, that'll be on streaming soon. And uh, Minecraft Legends, I'm going to be some piglins in that.
0: Kellen, thanks so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Appreciate well, it. Thank you. All right. Good luck on everything you work on, and hopefully, uh, we'll see you in a movie. Uh, here's All, All right. Well, you. Thanks again.
2: Hey, this is Chris from Comic Experience and Sci-Fi. I'm here with Mr. Jason Moore, uh, accomplished artist, and we just wanted to ask him a few questions on his career. So Mr. Moore, how'd you get started in the industry?
3: Well, I, uh, I'm from Flint, Michigan, oh, right. and um, when I was about 16 years old, I met a local comic book artist. Uh, at the time, I had no idea that you could even do comic books if you didn't live in New York, you know, because that's where Marvel and DC were at. Yeah. His name was Randy Zimmerman, and uh, he worked at a local comic book store. And uh, I called the comic book store, asked him if he was there, and that he was. And so I brought over some of my artwork over to him. It was just in a sketchbook, you know, because I didn't know how comic books were created at the time. And uh, Randy was already working in in comics as a professional, and he kind of took me under his wing, thought that I was good enough to kind of be like his apprentice or whatever showed me, you know, actual comic book pages that were, you know, 11 by 17 and the type of tools that were used to make them and everything. And I became his assistant, his inking assistant, like inking backgrounds and stuff like that. And eventually, after a few years, I kind of spread my own wings and was starting to get feelers out there and putting samples out there for other publishing companies and kind of getting inking work on my own. And then it just kind of went from there, and I ended up working for... Caliber Press and Malibu and and Chaos Comics, Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, pretty much pretty much everybody at this point. Yeah.
2: At what point in your life did you uh realize that your passion was art,
3: drawing, comics and that whole type of genre? Well, it's kind of like the old cliche, you know, my mom says, you know, you started drawing as soon as you had a crayon in your hand or whatever, you know, and I would just as a kid I would play with my He-Man and Masters of the Universe toys, and then I would draw. If I wasn't playing with them, I would be drawing. In school, I always took art class and everything, and that was, you know, that was the one, one grade where I got an A, you know. When I realized that I wanted to be a comic book artist was, and I think it was in 81 or 82, when my uncle got me my first comic books for my birthday. It was uh, Swamp Thing number 19 and Blue Devil number 4 and I tore those things apart reading them back and forth and trying to read you know recreate the cool piece uh, panels that I saw in there and uh... it just hit me at that age that you know when I realized oh wow these are drawn by people you know because you see a comic book and a lot of kids don't realize oh, the people create those you know so I took I took comic books into my art class uh... in high school and, and luckily my art teacher was very supportive of it and thought that, you know, it would be a great thing for me to look into, and he helped me, you know, along, uh, you know, art path for learning how to do that stuff as well, yeah.
2: Now, kind of a funny question, did you ever get in trouble for doodling on your homework or doodling on tests or drawing when you were supposed to be
3: paying attention to an assignment? Yeah, there, there was some times during parent-teacher conferences where they, you know, I noticed all these drawings on his test, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, they were, yeah, <laughs> for sure. How did you get,
2: or what was the pull for you to get primarily into the horror genre?
3: I used to go, My I live in Flint, and uh, uh, my Uncle Tom lives down in Pontiac, and I would go down to his house, you know, for a couple of weeks at a time in the summer uh, when school was off, and he he would always have these crazy movies. I mean, this was when I was like this is probably like 10 years old, you know, he would, I'd go down there, hey, I got, a, I got a show for you to watch or whatever, you know, and it would just be the craziest horror movies, and I'd be scared to death, but I loved it, you know, and uh, one of the first, I, I can remember it was a double feature one night with him, he's, he had two movies, he's like, you got to watch these, one was The Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead, yep. and uh, Gates of Hell, which was an Italian horror movie by Lucio Fulci. I watched those movies back to back and I was never the same since. I was a cooked horror fan, you know, and that, that's really what started my interest in the horror genre. So,
2: are you, um, are you primarily self-taught? Did you go to school? Did you have a tutor or anything of that nature to kind of get where you are right now? Mostly
3: self-taught. Uh, you know, I just had basic school, you know, high school art classes, and stuff like that. I didn't go to college or any particular type of art school. Um, as far as you know learning learning how to draw for comics that was randy zimmerman taught me how to do that stuff you know but overall for art overall it was just self-taught you know looking at looking at artists work that i appreciate and really admired and trying to copy their drawings how do they draw this way or get this kind of line work or whatever and just trying to mimic that and that's really just you know there's nothing wrong with copying You know, that's how you learn, you know, because you you learn how forms are are built. You you, you know, you start out with basic forms and then build on top of that. And, you know, a lot of of people, young artists feel like they shouldn't copy, like that's cheating or something somehow. But it's not. It's just it's a good way to learn, you know. Yeah, a lot of teachers and
2: artists today, especially in college, they uh, kind of discourage it. You know kind of uh, it 's almost a pretentiousness uh, that comes from that, so let me ask you um, before we wrap it up, who were your uh influences? who did you want to be like, or who was your favorite artist growing up? Probably the first
3: artist that I, I put a I put a name with the art style because a lot of times when you 're a kid growing up or you're first finding out about comics you don 't really put the name to the style of artwork like you You might see Jack Kirby artwork, but you don't—you don't know the person's name. You know, the first person where it kind of clicked, and I realized, oh, this is the guy that's actually drawing this was Bernie Wrightson. And um, as soon as I realized, oh, Bernie Wrightson was drawing Swamp Thing, I wanted to find out, oh, well, what else is Bernie Wrightson drawn? And I—I remember going to my local comic book store and asking if they had any other comic books by Bernie Wrightson, and. And luckily, the, the uh, comic shop owner knew who he was and gave me a couple, you know, beat-up comics out of the 50-cent box or whatever, you know. And uh, I, Wrightson was probably the first artist that I was just enthralled with and wanted to mimic, and I wanted to be Bernie Wrightson, and then... Researching him, I found out well he was influenced by Frank Frazetta and, you know, Hal Foster and the old school guys, you know, so I started learning about those guys and, and really finding an interest in in the artists that were prior to Wrightson as well, the people that influenced Wrightson. So, but I would I would say Bernie Wrightson was my first big influence, and then you know, it just goes down the line of Frank Frazetta, Gasly Graham Ingalls, Al Williamson. You know, uh, Mike Caluda, Mike Plug, Just I, I could go on and on, you know. But yeah, that that kind of uh, '70s, '60s, '70s horror genre, fantasy genre type artist. Yeah, he, the old EC comics, big influence. Yeah. And last but
2: not least, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen in the industry, and what is your advice to? Uh aspiring artists and people who want to break into the industry today, because I know
3: there's been changes. As far as creating artwork for comics, that's, it's a huge change because, you know, back in the day when I was first starting out, you know, way before me, everything was done traditionally with, you know, pencils, erasers, Bristol board paper, brushes, ink, and, you know, when you got the artwork done, you had to FedEx it to the publisher. And sometimes those boxes would get lost and you might have to redraw a page or something like that. And there was a lot of time uh, spent, you know, creating the artwork in the traditional way where nowadays, I would say the large majority of comic book artwork now is created digitally. Uh, You know, that cuts out, that that makes it a lot easier if there's any kind of editing that needs to be done. you know, somebody's looking the wrong way in this panel, you got to change their eye direction, or they're holding something in the wrong hand, or so. It's a lot easier to make those changes digitally than it was back in the day in a traditional method where you'd have to redraw the whole panel or use whiteout or whatever. And it also cuts out the whole rushing to the FedEx location before they close to get your package out so it can get to Marvel or DC the next day. Because now everything is just uploaded to the cloud and, you know, it's. Yeah, so, so the digital aspect, is, I would say, would be the, the biggest game changer that I've seen in my career so far as far as creating the artwork for
2: comics. Well, all right. I uh, really appreciate your time, Mr. Moore, and it's been a pleasure. This is Christopher from Comics Bear, and Sci Fi, signing off. Hey,
4: geeks, it's Jill with Comics Beer and Sci Fi and you may also know me from able ideas and i'm here with my girls samantha up. <laughs> and our newest cast is <laughs> it as it is as it did. <laughs> uh, my apologies <laughs> she is such a unique beautiful name so i'm still getting used to it and as it did as it did <laughs> so we're here at motor city comic-con now we're like catching up from COVID still so like we are in Comic nerd
5: mode. How about you guys? Oh yeah, there are so many people here too. It's so nice to see. And even though some people are wearing masks, it's actually part of their costume this year, so it's pretty nice. Instead of everyone covering their pretty little face. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've seen a lot of people get really creative with their masks
4: and add it to the part of their costume. I thought of doing that, but I like to talk too much. So here we are. And this is why I bet you're talking, yes. <laughs> but what is your favorite part of comic-con like everybody knows my favorite is cosplay i love
5: the cosplay um i would say gosh i really just like walking around and looking at the jewelry and buying fun little pieces that i can wear for when i'm on the show and i like to buy stuff for the family there's so many cute little nerdy things and I just I really love yes. doing all of it. And the art is always so beautiful. Everyone does such a wonderful job. Yes. And um, I just said it's really like looking at people's costumes as well. It's that's a lot of favorite parts that I have.
6: How about you? Uh, what I like about here? Yeah. Well actually, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I wasn't expecting to learn to, to see like that many costumes or that much fun. But- I actually saw a lot of unique and like it looks like they're handmade costumes. They're not like buying. Yes, I was like, oh my god, that that you can't find it at a store made. Like yes, that's the best part that I like so far. Even yesterday, it was it was kind of like low, and it was like that many people, the little costumes that I saw. They, yeah. are, they were original. They were like, had made it. And that was like, right now, that's the best part that I catch me. And a lot of the artists and new stuff that I saw. I agree. It's, it's so unique. I like it so far. I agree. My favorite part of Comic-Con is all
4: the booths, is all the vendors, all the new artists, the creativity, new takes on characters that already exist. Just the effort that people put in. Cosplay is hard work, first of all, I'm going to say. Everybody knows Harley Quinn's my favorite. This is my first time actually cosplaying Harley Quinn. It's a lot of work. So shout out to the girls and people that do wigs and the lashes and the makeup and your costumes. And it's a lot of effort and work and time. and it takes And money and creativity that goes into creating those cosplays. And shout out to all of you who do it consistently. And shout out to anybody who's thinking about doing it. Just do it. Who cares what anyone thinks? Because nine times out of ten... You come here and somebody's going to be like, you look awesome. And whether you think you look stupid or not, which I was told I look stupid before I left. They're like, you look stupid. I'm like, aren't you supposed to look stupid? No, I'm supposed to look like my old version of Harley. But you know what? It's to each his own. And there's somebody out there that's going to be like, wow, I like your creativity. I like your perspective on this character or this art or this whatever. It's so cool. And a lot of people come here for the celebrities, which... When I first started coming to the cons, you know, I always wanted to meet Stanley, little sneak peek of some people here. Oh, yeah, there's always the celebrities, but my favorite is the fans. It's the people that come here.
6: I never catch the celebrities. No? They always either pass by me and they're like, did you see him? Did you see him? i like, see who? I saw a lot of people are like, I never like, actually like catch them or, or tar- target them. I'm like, whoop yeah this people like i don't really know who he is like i probably know his character but i don't know who he is i'm so bad at recognizing celebrities yeah and man
4: and they're busy too they're they're probably overwhelmed meeting all these people that are like oh my god you know so anytime that i ever have met you know if the celebrities that i have it's like go check out the con if you can go undercover because honestly the con not just where you're closed
5: off to the con is where it's at yes You know, like you said, the jewelry even. I need to get a new pair of earrings. I love one of the jewelry things actually right there. Linda's Vintage. I really like her stuff. I bought a few pieces from there. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to go back to your first question of what do you like most of the con? And I think I'm going to change my answer. Oh. I'm going to change it to it brings so many different people. People. Together. Yes, it does. Wow. area with similar likes and interests and we can all just kind of be ourselves yeah probably the best part
6: i got goosebumps talking about it be <laughs> yourself i feel like yeah. our original people are and like like you were saying about like the wigs and the the, the ideas and yeah. everything like, i don't know if you saw him i have to see him right now but there's like this big jack skeleton like walking around oh my god in yeah. did you see him? no not yet i kind of just got it's here it's like like he almost touches the, the the aisle numbers like he's so tall and he's like taking numbers he has like the skeleton like uh, hands and fingers and everything. And the first time my son it, it was like, even um, my k- my kid I was like all scared. you was like, I don't want to get closer to him. Like, yeah, some of them are really good. And, and be the mean, best weird. ones are hand
4: homemade. made And you can't buy a costume like that. And it takes time and effort and creativity to even think how to piece together. Like, I seen a really cool bumblebee transformer, and like he was huge. I seen a really cool Thanos. He was huge. And it's like, people really go all out. I mean, it, it was so ginormous. It's like, how do you even think? I wouldn't think, know how to even where to start to put that together. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty wild. The weapon. Little details. Yeah, and it's the little details. Um, I seen a Scarlet Witch. She had everything down to her fingertips, the book. Like, she was so authentic. And not only was she here doing cosplay, she was here for a cause. You know, a lot of times we're brushed in life, we're in the matrix, you gotta work, you gotta take care of things and take care of business or we go to school or whatever it is you're doing in your life. And this kind of gives you a chance to just escape all of that and just like, wow, this is my favorite movie and you you can get a backpack, you can get a mask, you can get a sword, you can get, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, or games. I mean,
5: there's a couple of game spots here. Um, I actually played some Pokemon already today at one of the vendors, so that was neat. Might go back and play some more Pokemon later, Uh, but it's really cool. There's some swords actually right across the way too, which are pretty cool. It'd be really fun to get some uh, gear for Halloween here. Yeah, they sell a lot of really interesting things, and so if you're planning on dressing up pretty cool for Halloween, uh, you can definitely grab some fun stuff here. I don't really dress up that much for Halloween. I'm more of like, I'm going to throw some cat ears on and draw some whiskers on. And cat ears don't count. That, that is all. That does <laughs> not count. I am not. That Matter fact, of fact, I've person. seen Halloween invites that are like, cat ears don't count, lady. I know it. But hey, I'd rather focus on my daughter being dressed up rather than me for Halloween. So I'd rather just call my effort towards her being on. Now, I'm going to admit, I used to love like sexy
4: costumes, when, especially when I was younger in my 20s. And it's like, I'm getting older, Shh, don't tell anyone. but anyway, I am getting older. I'm in my thirties and the coolest costumes that I think I've seen for women are like the uniquest ones where like they have the halo mask on with their own intake of a costume. Yeah. Or I've seen where a, a girl dressed as Bob Ross, like a total dude. Like those are awesome to me because you're stepping way out of the noir. Or person, yeah. Or a person you admire and you can, don't get me wrong, being
6: sexy is cute and cool and fun too. But. And I'm best up with the princess Hassan. Yeah. Oh my god. I have like this fantasy that I've been I mean, wanting to but, like, dye my hair ginger, like not the way, like dye it ginger, because I want to do it. I want to get like the Anastasia dress. Like the, the okay. one, the one she's queen and with the crown, and yeah. Like oh. and I, obviously I need. She's to. your favorite. She's my. She, her and the Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid is my she's favorite. He dressed, like the Little Mermaid when she's human with the bow, and I, I, I actually got like some like the costumes. I didn't like the ones they sold. Yes, and those are the best. So I was like, I want that costume, and now I'm looking. Like, see, I'm Bye. sorry to distract you. Look, see, then you're walking. People are walking past us. Look,
4: it, there's a female boogie man. She looks amazing. Oh. See, you
5: can't even, like, make this stuff up. That you love taking pictures of the boogeyman. Tyler, oh my God. I like
6: to put the fear into your children. I just she the candy. <laughs> Clarita, every time somebody walked to her and asked for a picture, she was giving her candy. Oh, my God, that's awesome. But I'm going to rabbit
4: hole because you mentioned Little Mermaid, and she's my favorite. So we're going to kind of bleed into that a little bit. Now, I know it's not part of Marvel or DC, but it is Disney, and Disney does own Marvel. And so... I don't know. I feel like Once it's kind of a family, so I'm going to talk about it because there's so much controversy yeah. about what's her name—Haley, Hallie Haley, Barry. I don't want to mess up her name. No, it's not Halle, Halle Berry. Berry. <laughs> it's the young artist, and she's amazing. And I've list—I know she has a few songs out. I've heard, and. Oh, the- Little, the that's blue girl, cool. yeah, and she's going to be the Little Mermaid. And people are legit mad. Now, here's the thing. When I was growing up, Brandy was Cinderella, and that's one of my all-time favorites. Oh, yeah, one. it's one of the oh, yeah. I don't understand why people still hold so much hate. Hate. Yeah. It makes me angry.
6: Stop hating. It doesn't make but any sense. video that went viral. They're saying uh, a reaction of a white girl to the to the, the Little Mermaid video, and it's like there's just this little girl just watching the, the, the watching her like singing the song, and then there's like all these comments saying. Uh, oh, she didn't like it because it's not the original movie. Because it's not uh, it's not a redhead. Because it's not white. Because this, yeah. Like, well, if you want to go with basically how the real story goes, like the little woman isn't redhead. She's blonde, and she dies at the end of the of the story. Oh, oh, she's supposed okay. to kill the, the the prince to gain her her tail back because every time that she used to walk, it felt like she was like stepping on glass because that was originally the one of the curses the the witch gave her to her to be able to walk okay. on on the
5: floor. I, but, thought Mermaid, I thought Little I thought Ariel represented the Red Sea. There's like seven
6: sisters, I think, and they what, all represent a different sea. That's what they were saying on the on the snake story. Like okay. a little okay. twist of Disney, snake. But sense. in the original story, it was she was blonde, and the prince oh. actually falls in love with the princess. It, it's not a it's not the witch or anything it's
5: different. It not is. 20, 22 now. Uh, Everybody, chill. Enjoy the movies that are being made and it, just it's love them. It's Different, yeah, and it, it, it is. And adults should enjoy it too without any sort of hatred. And don't exactly. bring that hate on to your children either. You know, like just, just, just peace and love.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for it, though. I am super excited for it, and it's not going to come I'm out. soon. actually. I'm sorry. I'm surprised that they made more of a big deal of The Little Mermaid than on The Pinocchio because of the um the the the, the fairy. Oh. Did you watch it? You know what? Movie? I'm not even
4: gonna lie. I was creeped out by Pinocchio as a kid. Not a fan. Didn't like it. Didn't watch it. It was one of the movies that I felt like I didn't like the movie. Uh, I, I was gonna get got or something. I just what? couldn't what? watch it. Pinocchio. The I did not oh, like Pinocchio. those movies.
5: Anything. <laughs> I no, that. I didn't finish it also. <laughs> oh man. I was calling some uh, Dumbo for some reason when I was a kid. I, I think got like that trippy fur where he like drank too much and all the colors <laughs> and oh, the scald oh, no, runs. But he's like, drunk. I, yeah, I think, I think I, he was drunk. And I was like, why is this my favorite part? I'm definitely going to be an alcoholic one day. Oh, I love beer. I know it's so
4: funny, you know what's so funny? And this is another reason why I love cons is sometimes I'll meet upcoming things or things that I'm not really into yet. And later be like, wow, I met that person, for example. And you mentioned trippy, which is what made me think of this is my kids are really into Adventure Time. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I had friends that watch that. And I'd be like, this show is so trippy. Like, well, how can you watch this? And then I sat down and watched it with them. And I'm like, okay, it's adventure time. How can you not get sucked into it? And I actually got to meet the voice of Ben. And at the time, it wasn't like a big deal to me. So like, you know, I got to meet him and take pictures and everything was cool. But I didn't know about it or anything. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, and I can tell my kids, I actually got to meet the voice of him. They're like, what?
5: How that definitely fall? I know. I actually want to walk around and see what celebrities are here today. I didn't even look at the break of people, <laughs> uh, for lack of a better word. Um, so I want to kind of walk around and check it out. But one year we got to meet Jenna Elfman. That was pretty cool. That was cool. Um, and then, gosh, I know we've so many people. I remember one time we were at the uh, Comic-Con in San Diego, I think. And... I saw some lady drop her credit card on the floor, and I was like, oh, my God, I grabbed oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. And it was Nicole Sullivan from Mad TV. And yeah. And I was like, oh. That was me. God. I found the credit card, and I ran oh, to you, and I was like, girl. I dropped oh, this?
4: I know her. She plays in that show that my dad watches oh, my on God. Netflix about the weed, the weed show. And I was like, fuck, I can't think. I was so excited. Oh, she's in Weeds, too? Not Weeds. Oh, weeds.
5: Um, <laughs> I forget the name of the damn show. Hey, for sure. I used to watch her on that a lot, but I was like, oh, my God, that was Nicole Sullivan. Oh, my God. With her family. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was so cool. And we got to actually see Stan Lee that year before he passed away, I
4: believe. Casey got to meet him twice, which I always kept a little nerd confession. I always kept this picture of Stan Lee in this news article that my dad gave me years ago. And I kept it, like, folded up in my wallet with me at all times. Just in case I ever got to meet him anywhere, like, I had it. I wanted to get it signed. And then the year that I had it with me, I got to actually put my hands and his handprints on the Hollywood Boulevard in California, so that was cool. I didn't get to meet him or get a signature, but I at least got to see his star, so that was awesome.
6: And also if, I know. I'm waiting for the costume contest so I can see all of them. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fun, right, too. That's, that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs>
4: I haven't been to a costume contest since Nick and I were thrown on the stage to intro it to do the introduction, okay yes. and they're like, you just gotta do a five minute introduction so the lineup can get ready. And so five minutes go by and we're like, okay, da da da. Say all of our stuff. Okay, cool. Now we're just standing there that they're like, okay, it's gonna be like twenty more minutes. Oh. So here me and Nick Good. are on the stage, yeah. like, he's singing this like Song, this nerd Star Wars song to an old Elven song. I'm just <laughs> dancing next to him like I know it, but I don't. It enough. was so awkward. I was like, that was the worst. I felt like Ashley Simpson on Saturday Night Live. I didn't know what to do. I was like, ah. I was like, okay, I'd rather be in the cosplay contest than do that ever.
5: <laughs> but it was funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I was in a Halloween costumes uh, contest last year. Um and I actually won second place, which is surprising. Really? But I never dressed up and I was Velma. And That's my awesome. Was Shaggy. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. We won second and we got like fifty bucks. So that was pretty. Where for their food? It's at Points and Pints and Taylor. So are you guys into
4: any series right now? Like right now, I'm currently into She-Hulk. Me too. Are you watching yeah, there? Not watching because it looks retarded. I'm- oh my god, it's so cute. They had Megan the Stallion on there. Now listen here, my kids are already obsessed with butts. Okay, then here Disney goes putting Megan the Stallion, which I love her. That's my girl. Ah, that's my girl. But you got She Hulk twerking, twerking. Which I was, I was excited. I thought it was awesome. But then I was like, you know what? My kids are watching this.
5: And, he, and then I go in the room, and I'm watching him twerk, and I'm like, oh, my God. Eight? This is why I, I put it on another screen. eight and nine. I was like, this is so dumb. I am turning this off. No, I like it. I delete it or something. It's a little corny because it
4: is, like, on the Disney like side. But, but I like her because she is an attorney. And then they brought Daredevil in, oh, which yeah. like make his and women look. Oh, no. But then they brought Daredevil in and I love Daredevil. I, Daredevil was one of my favorite series. Rosario Dawson's in it. But um, we have books. We have a new calendar we're in. All of us girls, it's amazing. So you guys definitely have to go check that out. You can go on to Able Ideas with a Z-A-B-L-E-I-D-E-A-Z.com. And um, check out our books. Check out our calendar. Um, it's for 2025, so you'll have it. You can look at it. You can enjoy it. Do whatever you want. I don't
5: want to know what you do with it, but ah, buy it. It's hanging up on the wall like a normal person, please. <laughs> maybe in the garage or something. Tell your friends. Yeah. Uh, we also have another new comic book as well. With uh, I'm in there. Actually, all three of us are in there that are talking right now. Um, it's called Agent Wonder. So maybe come buy that as well. It's pretty cool. It's pretty dark and grim and creepy and I think everybody would love it.
4: And I will say most of our books are adult rated content. Um, We do have some manga books and um, anime style and some other books that are a little more kid-friendly, but I'm not even going to lie to you. You can say I'm a bad mom for this or not, or you can say I'm a cool mom, but I do let my kids read our books. Um, They hear me cuss. They hear the real world. I don't filter out people in the real world, so why would I do that with their, with their reading? So my son actually loves the Sludge Attacks books. It's like, yes, he loves those books, That it's funny because he'll ask to read... Like, I'll make him read books at night, and he'll be like, Mom, can I read your book? I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you can. And he likes seeing me in the books. It's so funny because ever since they were little, they've never missed a con. Like, since I was pregnant, both of them, I've, they've never missed a con. And so... It's kind of in their DNA. that They'll actually be here tomorrow dressed up. They're so excited. I'm excited because they actually picked some really cool costumes this year to wear for cosplay. So if you do have a chance, come check us out. But it's just so fun because now it's like you can pass it along to your friends, your kids, whoever else. You really don't know how much of a nerd you have inside of you. Well, now you guys definitely need to go on. Check out our YouTube, Comics, Beer, and Sci-Fi. Go check out Sam. They keep saying that she looks like Linda from Lucifer. So go check that (laughs) out yourself. Um, Yeah, so go check us out, Comics, Beer, and Sci-Fi, Able Ideas. Uh, This is Jill. Sam, After that. And we're signing off.
6: Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) That's it for this episode of the Comics, Beer, and Sci-Fi podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.